0: Hey everybody, this is Petey from the Spinner rack and today i'm going to do a video on. John burns 2112 and i'm going to get kind of into the history of this and how it came to be and. Um, uh, what else have I got here. Um, I got this um diamond edition of 2112 which is basically a hardcover. Of it with the comic kind of um, sandwiched in here, but that's not just what's here. There's a shot of the next man. In now, the next man don't actually appear, but it's a cool shot from previews. And I've been tempted to kind of rip this out so I could have this as an image that I could scan and make into a huge poster. um i haven't done that yet (laughs) but i have this i have um what else i have original page but that's buried under a bunch of artist editions so i don't think you guys are going to see it but um give you a hint of the page i have you guys want to come and hang out i have um this page over over here. This one here. He takes off his mask and we have the, the look at it. The, there we go, that's a little better. This page where you see him taking off the mask. Not where the we see the back of his head. But um that was on um eBay. It was at a ridiculously low price. I think it was a Jim Warden thing, it just sitting there. So I had to put a bid on it. And it didn't go too far past what my bid was, so I got it right. But it was ridiculous like 200 bucks. <laughs> I don't think my bid was that much over, but it was at least covered for those late comers that would come in and just shoot in. So, um, I think they kind of lowballed since it had sat. Whoever everyone who's watching was just sitting there, like waiting for the end, and say, I'm gonna throw my bid in and I'm gonna get it. So, you got to play to win. <laughs> but, at the same time, I had no pre-knowledge of this. I had no pre-knowledge of the next men either. right? I found out the next men when Vern was doing the X-Men, he was being interviewed, and he was talking about the next man. And I was like, what are these guys? So, um, that was a surprise. And then, at the same time, I didn't find about 2112 until I read this many years ago, where it said, John Byrne on Futureverse, right? So I was like, I bought it from time to time. I was a fan of Bart Sears' art, so I might've wanted to see this. I don't think that's, is there anything on this in here? Right? But um, Don Simpson's allowed them Byrne to use his editorial so yeah talk about 2112 because stanley and diamonds I guess it's in previews in um previous catalog they had an interview and he talked about um 2112 and uh, I don't want to screw it up like I did I'd already tried to do this video before so let me just quickly try to give you an overview of what he said Byrne gave us an overview of what Stanley said, right? So he said, um, for sake of those who might not have seen the interview and previews, sand versions go Stan's version goes like this. He asked me to do work on the Tomorrow Project, as it was called then, outlined for me what he wanted to see in the story. I took his outline and turned it into something totally different, which Stan was surprised to see. But he nevertheless Passed it on to the, the editors at Marvel. It was they who declared my version to be too different from what Stan had outlined, and they were determined the work be redrawn to match what Stan originally promised. Stan defended my work, and saying that he liked the challenge of turning something unusable into something usable by means of his approach to writing. I, however didn't want my work changed in any way and took my work, work back and it turned into my next man project. Now, in reading this, I realized I never connected to I never connected anything to the next man because I knew the next Men. I had no I think, I think at that point I'd seen them but um, I knew it wasn't 2112 or what I knew this to be which was Marvel. The Marvel world of tomorrow right I knew that this was originally the book that i've been looking for for the longest time, so at the same time in reading this, I would read the whole story. <laughs> the whole story of 2112 is here it's as if you'd already read the book, so it, you know, even though it's something i've read I don't know I have had to read this like. um Good three million times because I've read the Next Men at least four or five times, like rereading the novel. So I've had to read this at least three or four times. So with that said, I now knew what this project was, and it wasn't the Next Men. It was I knew that, and I hadn't seen Twenty One Twelve at that point yet. So we're gonna get to that later. What? When Byrne was talking about the Tomorrow Project, that's when I knew, and reading here, he talks about the the Marvel world of tomorrow. If you're reading Marvel Age, Stanley had its soapbox back in here, and he would talk about most of the stuff that was going on at Marvel, right? And he would talk about whatever that was on the cover, he'd kind of have a soapbox that kind of connected to it. And um, I, I don't know if I regularly read it, but I think somehow, at some point, I did I read it enough to, to catch on to this, right? So he tells about a special announcement. So then soon after, this is issue 90 of Marvel Age. The next one, he talks about the Marvel World of Tomorrow, if you can see it here, right? And he also mentions that Jolton Johnny Byrne is there. And of course, um, he's Stanley, so he can get away with probably calling John Byrne Johnny, right? So um, he talked about talking to, you know, people asking him about um, writing comic books and then talking it over with Tom DeFalco, and then it the, the sounded like everything was put together, like, here we go, so, you know, future story, John Byrne, Stan Lee writing, like, this is a, this is a go for me, right, so this is issue 91. So he's not talking about much else at um, Marvel. He's talking about this Marvel world tomorrow, right? In this next blurb, he talks about the heroes, Ravage, you know, who's, uh, he's called Godzilla. I think Byrne calls him the Punisher, Wolverine, um, Judge Dredd all rolled up in one. And then Deathstrike is kind of like what he calls it differently saying, makes Dr. Doom look like a scoutmaster talks about in this one or the issue before he talks about um oh yeah it does talk about Byrne co-plotting and then um and then um him scripting it right so they'd be collaborating on it and then also having you know Tom DeFalco having get this approved so it sounded like everything was in play for this right so then he's Going even further talking more about it, and this is where you initially heard stuff about blade and the black panther even before that didn't become the black panther we would see but. When we're talking about Wesley doing this, he would, he would be in this these soapboxes so he's really um, selling that this thing is coming out and the ideas and whatnot you didn't give too much more detail, but it was just something that I would try to read whenever this next issue came out so it's like. Oh man, this is like they talking about they're completing, so it's like this thing is almost done, right? Where are we at? Um, then there's a short blurb about this here up top, right? And I don't think there's any other thing at Marvel about this, right? And, um, and this is where this is the issue. I think they skipped the uh, so they skipped a couple of issue or two about it. And he talks about giving it a new title that was going to be three letters that's going to have tomorrow in it. Right. So in my mind, this is this is a real go. And then after this, we don't hear anything about this stuff. Right. So it's kind of a letdown because I was just like I was following this stuff. And next thing you know, I don't hear anything else about it. So I'm like. Oh, my goodness, this is terrible, right? Because it looked like it was going to be something that was going to be fun, right? And um, I don't think I had any idea what they were going to do because he didn't give that much besides the name. But John Byrne doing it was going to be it probably going to be decent, right? So around this time, John Byrne at this time, he was struggling with Marvel because he had a lot of big things happening for them. Couple of big Avengers storylines. He had a She-Hulk, and in this comics interview, he talks about um, you know the editorial conflicts that he got into, right? The you know with the West Coast Avengers, Tom DeFalco saying he couldn't he couldn't do a story that was already approved. Um, the She-Hulk, which was a top ten book for at least the first four issues until the Marvel Summer came along and pushed it down, but at least still had some sort of a push going on. And um, he talks about, you know, being fired from the She-Hulk. And then, you know, just struggle with the top editorial right now, right? So then, uh, even on the other side of it, I think he, at this point, no, that that came, I think that comes later, right? So he says in here, they asked him about, um, you know, his future, and he says, I'm doing a project right now with Stan, which I have been, I've presently been spent many weeks prying something and writing out of them. I don't want to do this just on trust. I told them I can't trust anyone at Marvel anymore. Right? So it's like, well at least something's going on with this Marvel world of tomorrow, right? Right. So at least even though these other things, these great storylines that were going on there was a a loss of momentum on those things because She-Hulk couldn't gain back what Byrne had put on the title. It's almost, it should have been the Bob Harris approach where it's just like, just let the artist do whatever he wants. You know, as long as it's selling, just keep it going. Like, (laughs) because that's basically, like, you could, you could edit those X-Men stories, those X-Force and whatnot stuff. But you know, when the energy is right, Just make sure someone strings the dialogue along and move move it keep it going right, so that wasn't really the case in any of the other Marvel stuff and you see. A lot of these titles wouldn't they wouldn't reach out to a lot of other creators, they would reach out to editors because Tom DeFalco's writing like two Marvel books, Um, Mark Runwall's writing a book. Um, So it's like there's a lot of dragging in these editors and it's something that um that um, I think Shooter was kind of having his editors also become writers. But at some point you got to pull in some other talent, right? So with that said, um, so still this thing is in limbo in my head. So I'm still waiting for it. And that's when this comes into play. I already gave you the overview of what Stan Lee said. You know, that Stan's idea, let's see if we can do this two years ago Stan said to me about working on the future history of the marvel universe he had the idea that 50 years in the future ecological concerns will reach such a level that garbage men currently the lowest on the bureaucratic totem will become the top dogs equivalent of police shield and armed forces combined right and they would have these um quasi men or quasi's that lived on this island prison called hell gate that was so toxic once you stepped on stepped on it you would become you gain some sort of power but at the same time that would also help the forces of these quasi men and he had a title of um, ravage and he had um the title of um the death strike so when Stan gave this idea to burn he also gave him the idea that um, he told him that he'd be editor in chief of Marvel's World of Tomorrow, right? And he'd have possibly some sort of creator stake in this this sort of thing. So it's kind of everything Byrne kind of wanted for the period, right? So with that said, with um, you know ownership, editor in chief, all that collaborating with Stan, um, Stan the Byrne had said he had some issues with the concept. He said, baby, let's not do a dark future. You know, kind of say that the Marvel heroes kind of made the world a better place, but there's still some other stuff coming up. And Byrne had the idea that, hey, some of these things used to help the world but now become the problem, that sort of thing. in the book, The Ozone Layer, stuff like that. And Stan was okay with it. He was like, all right. So he kind of let Byrne go his other way, right? And um, Byrne came up and he was writing it. And as he was writing Ravage, kind of fell out of love with the character and said, you know, maybe we do a um, thing. So here's Ravage here. I have a, see, this was printed from the actual artwork, turned black and white with Steve color colors. But um, another tidbit, I'm, I'll get back to that. I will not say that. I'm about to trail off into something else. Sorry. Right, so Stan liked the character. He liked, he liked, um, he liked Ravage, who is now Agent um, Red, also known as Tannen. But he wasn't a fan of the garbage truck. Right, he wasn't a fan of that. He was thinking that would Hollywood be able to recreate it if there was a movie? Right. So he liked Death Strike. he liked Ravage, and um, um, I think when he was, he told him, he's like, I'm thinking of, if you read the story, we're going to set some spoilers here now. Here's some spoilers. If you've gone this far and you wanted to find out more about the story, we're going to have some spoilers about this story. I'm going to spoil it the same way Comics Buyer's Guide spoiled it for me, right? Basically." Byrne was thinking, hey, let's not do, let's not have, um, let's Ravage do have the ultimate sacrifice. And then someone takes his, takes up his mantle, takes his, his garb and becomes Ravage, right? And have that sort of thing passing on the torch. And Stan was okay with that idea. And then Byrne moved on with that. So he had some changes, some ideas that he wanted to, to, to work with, utilizing Stan's kind of framework in those characters name and that sort of thing and he kept going so then he said when he brought it to stan stan wanted more he was like more stuff about this more stuff about that so and some some of the history of what happened to the heroes and if you look online on the comic uh, comic art fans you can see some of the images uh, i think one image that he had from the others too no, there's, two. there's a, a nick fury image at the you know, at this, um, where, the, where Ravage works, you have a Nick Fury image because it's a connection to um, S.H.I.E.L.D., and then um, there was also something with the heroes running, right? So he added in another 10 pages, so it went from 64 to like 72, right? So and then he also said there was a struggle because as he let Stan write the um, dialogue and he had to reject the dialogue, he was like this not ready for to be published yet Stan agreed, and he said he would redo it, and um, I think he said, one of the things I always like to bring this up, I probably said it on. Uh, some other show. That um. Stan had called all these new cadets. They would be called booters because they had large boots, and um, these guys here would be booters, and um, the agent like Ravage and um, no, there was also another agent. They would be called master booters, right? So that's all in this thing. So then Stan wrote the second. Did the second thing? Byrne said he didn't have the heart to reject it. So um, he was saying, let's send it on to Marvel, right? they sent it off to Marvel and Marvel says to Byrne, hey, like we don't, (laughs) I know what you're saying is true, but Stan had no right to offer you any of the stuff that he offered you. Like he can't plan off, there's no editor-in-chief, there's no creator-owned stuff. And then um, and we're going to put sign an editor. And they signed, um, was it um, Terry Cavana, I think that's who he said he was. And then he had sent it off to the Marvel editors, and they had their own notes. They wanted more Marvel. They wanted more stuff. They wanted histories of who passed, that sort of thing in this, and a bunch of other things. So Burns at a crossroads. And one of those surprising things is that for all the work he had done, he had never immediately asked, vouched for any money for the 72 pages that he had done. So basically, it wasn't Marvel's um, book yet. So he was stuck with his book 72 pages that he didn't know was going to be another project that um Marvel's going to cut him at the knees and then go somewhere else. This one is completed, right? The only, I think, for the other books like She-Hulk and West Coast Avengers, there's only covers and I think some issue of issue nine was drawn, right? So, Byrne says, you know what? I'm going to take this away from Marvel. I'm going to go to, about thought about DC for two seconds, but he said, let's go independent, and he went to, I think dc might have wanted it i think he said that somewhere i'm not sure but um he went to dark horse he said his his buddy bob shrek and they published it they were happy to get it and then marvel started saying or stanley started saying the next men were that so there you have it um i guess should i do anything else about this i like already gave you away the, gave away the story right this is the key story to um this um thing. It starts out with dinosaurs. But it's actually, um, it was actually, I think, was not sure if Jurassic Park was out around this ninety one. Let me know, right? But this is a pre image, um. This is a pre-image Stevo Lift colors. So like Stevo Lifts, known for revolutionizing colors, you know, before the you know, first wave of image stuff. Well, this is right before image, right? So, having Steve Lift on there and um, doing this stuff, Let's see, keeping the future kind of. Um, bright but there would be a dark underbelly like you saw in the beginning it'd be a very futuristic type of thing and i will only add since we're going next men wise if you look at this character here he looks a lot like um aldous hilltop right but he's um his name is van Dam. So you know silas silas van Dam, right so is a character he might connect with, which is Cornelius Van Damme. Right? Not sure, but kind of could be some sort of connection. Right? And you have them go on the pound now instead of a mountain. Um, no, I guess Bernie changed it from that's other thing. Well, Bernie decided, I think let's go to his final thing before I end this. Let's go to what he says rather than what I said. First action was Marvel to sign Terry Cavana as editor of the project. Now, I have a good working relationship with Terry. I consider him one of the best editors at Marvel, but the whole point which got me in this was that I was going to have no editor other than myself. For some reason that I can't comprehend now, I let this slide, however, and Terry passed the work on to others. For their input, the result was a three-page, single-space memo that trashed Stan's script and required me to completely redraw the whole book. And of course, one of the objections was: let's see, the future was not grim and gritty, and we saw nothing of the fate of the Marvel characters for the presents. I fumed for a bit. I chewed my nails. I talked to friends finally took my part of the project back. I hadn't been paid for the work. I had signed no contract. At that point, I didn't know what I was gonna do with the 72-page history of the future of the Marvel Universe, especially one without words. I knew one thing, I wasn't gonna let Marvel have it. It was roughly 16 grand worth of work, not considering the potential royalties, but there were times where principle was more important than money, and I felt this was clearly one of them. Thus, the whole project hit a halt. And for a while, I had this bright idea to call my old pal, Bob Shrek, at Dark Horse. It seems he would be interested in the aborted project. I explained what happened as much as I have above. And Bob said, sure, Dark Horse would love to have the book. So I sat down started hacking out pages to eliminate the Marvel references. Without more redrawing than I was by then prepared to do, I could not entirely dispose of the flying um, garbage truck, but it was entirely my design as, as you recall, something Stan did not like in the first place. By the time I was done, by the time it was done, I was down to the package you finally saw print as a 2112 graphic novel I kept my base year as the title and took Stan's idea of the first-person narrative and I turned it into something I hope worked. None of the script was Stan's. By the time my surgery was done, none of the original, con- of his original concepts remained, right? Now, I left with one bothersome point. No matter what I did with it, 2112 still read as a chapter one. It was all too obvious a pilot, a jumping off point for well, a whole series. And that series I decided would be John Burns Next Men. I'd already begun work on John Burns Next Men at that point, having decided to take in for a penny, in for a pound approach for my piece in a lot with Dark Horse. I realized I needed to only add a few significant phrases to part of 2112 that I had not yet scripted and it would become the future of my Next Men universe. Just as a topper, when all was said and done, I found that Harry Harrison had done Garbage Men of the Future many years before all of this. Well, that's the way I remember it. Stan has his version. I have mine. There we go. We have it. Twenty-one twelve. I already spoiled it for you. You know that he, he passes. But there was, as I went along here, and, um, because what about Stan? Uh, What's that guy? Um, True Believers didn't even give Stan credit of coming up with the idea, right? So I think a year later, like, um, 2112 is out, the next man is out. um, Marvel has totally retooled um, the future verse, and they decided even going back to Stan's concept was only 50 years in the future. They decided to go twenty ninety nine, right? Twenty ninety nine. Besides these titles, which were the initial three, which was Spider Man, Punisher, Doom, and Ravage, was on the bottom, designed by um, uh, Paul Ryan. They would be the X Men, the Hulk, and possibly some other titles, right? So, with this said, if you read this Marvel Age. The project is almost, it sounds like totally gutted, right? Stan still did his ecological warrior here in Ravage, right? But at the same time, this was Stan's idea that he came to, even though he came with more of a Hollywood pitch, it was his thing. And then when they talk about here, all the editors, Tom DeFalco, I think it's Joe Cavallari, I think, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but all these editors came together and then they put it together and then they would figure it out who would be the titles the first launch. Punisher, yeah. But how you have the Punisher and Ravage out there, doesn't that kind of kill Ravage potential? Right? But they just kind of thinking it's their thing, right? So you see up top here, they're selling you on these guys, leading you to the next swing. And Ravage is kind of throwing their. But you know, but their big sell is Spider-Man doing Spider-Man. And saying like let's do a you know a legacy character and of course they sell to selling you solid Punisher and then they talk about ravage here and Stan being you know okay of working with them and change his idea and they mentioned that it started out with John Byrne but this is you know different even different from what he you know originally planned right I think they said Stan only did the first eight issues of it but um I think you don't see him really talk about this future history up until the part where Marvel brings it up here so I kind of feel like the well I can only assume but it's really sad that um, not that Byrne took this away, but the fact that the historians don't really say this was stands at least his initial pitch, you know his um, you know, going back to Marvel which would be which was a successful idea. For Marvel for a while, up until the crash, right? And they had a bunch of titles that they could always go back to. And you see, so Spider Man's coming back, it's a great outfit, right? So, I mean, um, I don't think um, Paul Ryan, who I like his art, um, came up with the best design for the character. But, you know, it has some elements of thing the shoulder pads you know, some all these bells and whistles. But he think he really needs a sword. But it's not with the image style of image inking. So I went on a really long on this one. I think I gave you most of this without giving you because I don't have my um I don't have my um light anymore to do the table read. <laughs> but um there you go. You had the um 2112 here, the original one I bought and um, yeah, that's the long convoluted history of how we got that and how Byrne had to mention, which you know, obviously he wasn't gonna say too much about what happened between him and Marvel, but of course it came out via Stan, an interview with Stan and um, a couple interviews where they just said that you know, Byrne had moved on or moved somewhere else. Type of deal where Stan kind of mentioned it. I was leaving burn to, to try to say something about it. So there we go. I did it. Spin rack out.